Well, hallelujah and bless his holy name. I am Leah McCray and this is the Walk It Out Podcast. Where we are transforming our bodies as we transform our minds through the word of God. So I thank you so much for joining me. Uh, we are in the book of Exodus. We are at the beginnings of the book. But if you're just joining me, I would uh, suggest that you start at the beginning with Genesis and just uh, continue to work your way through the Bible and catch up to us. Um, you can still join today. I'm glad you're here, but I'm saying you do not want to miss what we have gleaned and learned in Genesis thus far. So as always, um, I am already on my treadmill. I trust that you guys are warming up or on your bikes or doing your Pilates or however it is that you get it in. Uh, but we always start in prayer. So let's just begin. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord God, first that you are our daddy. Oh, Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers us. And we ask for forgiveness of all sin, Lord God. We thank you that we have been washed clean by the blood of Jesus. And Lord God, as we delve into your word today, we ask that you would give us fresh revelation. Your word is manna from heaven. And we just thank you so much, Lord God. I thank you for those that are listening, Father. I pray, Lord God, that this word, that your word would be exactly what they need. Let it go to those places and those points in their life, Lord God, where where they need a, a fruit to flow or deliverance or whatever it is, God. We just thank you for your word. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Okay, so we are going to start with uh, verse 1 in Exodus. So let's go. And I'm reading from the New Living uh, Translation today. Right, verse 1. Then the Lord told Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. When he feels the force of my strong hand, he will let the people go. In fact, he will force them to leave his land. And God said to Moses, I am Yahweh the Lord. I appear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai, God Almighty. But I did not reveal my name, Yahweh, to them. And I reaffirmed my covenant with them under its terms. I promised to give them the land of Canaan where they were living as foreigners. You can be sure that I have heard the groans of the people of Israel who are now slaves to the Egyptians. And I am well aware of my covenant with them. Therefore, say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. I will free you from your oppression and will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I will claim you as my own people and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt. I will bring you into the land I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as your very own possession. I am the Lord. So Moses told the people of Israel what the Lord had said, but they refused to listen anymore. They had begun become too discouraged by the brutality of their slavery and let's just stop a moment right here and think about this first God tells him you know that he's coming to him in in another way he came to his forefathers in one way under one name but now he's about to do a new thing amen he's going to show them another another face another side another attribute of his greatness 
But listen to this. When Moses went to the people and gave them the message, they didn't want to hear it. They were too discouraged, it says, by the brutality of their slavery. And I think this is a good uh, point that God wants to bring out right now. Uh, You know, sometimes we can be so discouraged by the things we've gone through, the, the trials, the tests, the circumstances in our lives, that we don't even want to hear the word anymore, or we don't want to hear the promise. But this is um, a tool of the enemy. We cannot let our circumstances uh, make us want to close our ears to the word. It's just a tool of the enemy. And so God is giving us a, a, a picture here of how it can happen. Uh, you know, um, the enemy is going to try and run you down and get you so discouraged that you think things are never going to change. But you have to keep your God in view. You have to remember who he is and whose you are. And so I think that was just a good a, a good little point uh, to highlight right now that the brutality of the enemy, our enemy, he will try and get us discouraged uh, to just look at our circumstances and not see God. And that's a mistake. Uh, So then the Lord, verse 10, then the Lord said to Moses, go back to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and tell him to let the people of Israel leave his country. But Lord, Moses objected, my own people won't listen to me anymore. How can I expect Pharaoh to listen? I'm such a clumsy speaker. But the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them orders for the Israelites and for the Pharaoh and the king of Egypt and for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord commanded Moses and Aaron to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. These are the ancestors of some of the clans of Israel. Uh, The sons of Reuben, Israel's oldest son, were Hanak, Pelu, Hezron, Carmi. Their descendants became the clans of Reuben. The sons of Simeon were Jemuel, Jamin, Oha, Jachin, Zohar, and Shal. Shal's mother was a Canaanite woman. Their descendants became the clans of Simeon. These are the descendants of Levi, as listed in their family records. The sons of Levi were Gershom, Kohath, and Merari. Levi lived to be 137 years old. The descendants of Gershon included Libri and, Sh- and Shemai, each of whom became the ancestor of a clan. The descendants of Kohath included Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel. Kohath lived to be 133 years old. The descendants of Merari included Mali and Mushi. These are the clans of the Levites as listed in their family records. Amram married his, his father's sister, Jochebed, and she gave birth to his sons, Aaron and Moses. Amram lived to be 137 years old. The sons of Isbar were Korah, Nepeg, and Zikri. Uh, the sons of Uziel were Mishael, Elspan, and Sitri. Man, some of these names, right? <laughs> Aaron married Elsheba, the daughter of Aminadab and sister of Nahishran, and she gave birth to his sons Nadab, Abihu, Eliezer, and Ithamar. The sons of Korah were Asir, Elkanah, 
and Abiast. Their descendants became the clans of Korah. Eliezer, son of Aaron, married one of the daughters of Petiel, and she gave birth to his son, Phineas. These are the ancestors of the Levite families listed according to their clans. The Aaron and Moses named in this list are the same ones to whom the Lord said, Lead the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt like an army. It was Moses and Aaron who spoke to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, about leading the people of Israel out of Egypt. Wow. So he just gave us the whole lineage. And we see, you know, that God kept this thing in this, in this family, in this line. So when the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, he said to him, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, everything I am telling you. But Moses argued with the Lord, saying, I can't do it. I'm such a clumsy speaker. Why should Pharaoh listen to me? My goodness. I can't do it. Have you ever argued with the Lord? Come on, now we'll look at Moses and we'll like, you know, I mean, I know I'm guilty of it. Moses, come on. God is talking to you face to face. He's showing you great and marvelous things. He's, he's done miracles at your hand already, changing your staff into a snake and back. And, and you know, but yet you are arguing with Almighty God about yourself. You know, telling him what you can't do. Come on, Moses. But then in the middle of that, I have to remember the same, it's the same God who talks to me. The same God who speaks to you and tells you to do this or to do that. It's the same God whose word we read that tells us do not fear. And, you know, gives us all kinds of instructions. But yet... Uh, maybe we don't vocally argue with God, but we don't obey him. Our disobedience, our lack of being obedient because we're fearful is the very same thing. So God wants us to see, to really look at this and see how this looks. It's, it's kind of crazy when you look at it on its face that we can be in the presence of Almighty God and argue not trust him and not just walk out on the word that he gave us. Amen. So I think we end chapter six uh, with just a realization of how we may need to change. You know, and we're about to see some amazing things occur in this book. But I think right now, God wants us to just take a look at ourselves and see Moses and us, uh, not the good part of Moses right now, but the fearful part, you know, the part who, who is just a little bit too afraid to pull the trigger, you know, and God doesn't want that with us. Uh, he wants us to know who he is, believe, and then step out. Amen. So we are going to move on now to uh, chapter 7. on over to chapter 7 verse 1 oh how you guys doing we're almost halfway through almost halfway through our workout you feeling it yet amen all right let's continue so verse 1 then the Lord said to Moses pay close attention to this 
I will make you seem like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. Tell Aaron everything I command you, and Aaron must command Pharaoh to let the people of Israel leave his country. But I will make Pharaoh's heart stubborn, so I can multiply my miracle, so I can multiply my miraculous signs and wonders, even in the land of Egypt. Even then, Pharaoh will refuse to listen to you, so I will bring down my list, my fist, I'm sorry, on Egypt. Then I will rescue my forces, my people, the Israelites, from the land of Egypt with great acts of judgment. Mm. Listen to this. Let's just go back for a second. He's saying, first of all, he's, he's given Moses his, his wish. You know, he's, he's uh, meeting Moses where he is. Moses feels like he can't talk, like he can't communicate, even though God is saying, I will speak for you, you know, but sometimes, you know, that's where we are. I know I had a really, had a problem with stuttering for most of all of my childhood and, and most of my adult life. Really, God just delivered me this year. Praise God. But he would always put me in circumstances in situations where I had to speak. You know, I was the one that had to go before the people and talk. And I would pray. I mean, it would be a battle for me to open my mouth. But I, but you know, over time, I just trusted God and just said, Lord, I'm just going to open my mouth. Please fill it. You know, and finally, I can say I have been delivered. Praise God. So I, so I understand Moses in this in this situation, but I also see myself how I just let the enemy run roughshod over me because of fear. So anyway, but like God uh, meets Moses where he is, um, he surely did meet me where I was. He just didn't let me stay there. And the same with you guys. So anyway, so he allowed uh, Aaron to be his spokesperson. And for Aaron, uh, for Moses to relay the message to Aaron and Aaron to speak for him uh, to Pharaoh. But listen to this part too. He says, but I will make Pharaoh's heart stubborn so I can multiply my miraculous signs and wonders even in the land of Egypt of Egypt. Even then Pharaoh will refuse to listen. So, you know, sometimes when we're in a battle, uh, God is always fighting for us. If we sit back, if we only be still, he is the one that will do the fighting. But we are, we are who he uses to show his glory. Amen. So sometimes the battle may seem to rage all around us. But if we just allow God to work, allow him to do what he does, it's going to glorify him. He's going to get the glory. And people watching are going to be in awe. Right? Because they're going to know that it was only the God you serve who delivered you out of whatever circumstance you are in. So sometimes we're in a battle and we're praying, Lord, Lord, please make a stop, make a stop. But God is saying, look, I'm using you right now to glorify my name. Oh, honey, by the time this is done, they're going to look at you in, in awe because of me. Because of me. And you're going to point to me. See, so we can't, you know, so sometimes, you know, our prayer shouldn't be to, to, to have this thing stop, you know, to have the situation uh, ended. It should be, Father, I just want you to get the glory. Amen. And I think this is highlighting that. 
So let's go back to the verse, uh, verse four. Even then Pharaoh will refuse to listen to you. So I will bring down my fist on Egypt. Then I will rescue my forces, my people. We are his force. Do you hear that? We are the force of the kingdom. That's us. We are his forces. Oh my goodness, we have angels uh, fighting on our behalf, going before us. But we are his force in the earth. Hallelujah. My people, the Israelites, from the land of Egypt with great acts of judgment. When I raise my powerful hand, oh, and let me just say this, but our head is Jesus. Our head is Jesus. Our King is Jesus. Our Lord and our Savior is Jesus. Amen. He's already won it. He's already done all the fighting. He already did it. All we have to do is do what he says to. All we have to do is be like him. Amen. I just needed to put that in our felt Holy Spirit say, but let's clarify that. All right. So he says, when I raise my powerful hand and bring out the Israelites, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. And that's really all it gets down to, right? That's at the end of the day. They just need to know that God, our God, Jehovah, El Shaddai, Adonai, Yahweh, that he is the only God. And Jesus, Jesus is the only door. Jesus is the only Lord, the only Savior, the only way. At the end of the day, this right here is all that matters. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. Verse 6. So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded them. Moses was 80 years old. Come on, somebody. Any of you out there listening that says, you're done. You know, your best days are behind you. You can no longer uh, 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 be used by God. Come on now. Listen here. Moses was 80 years old and Aaron was 83. And let's not, oh, okay, I was going to say, let's not forget about Caleb and Joshua. We haven't even got there yet, but come on. So, and Aaron was 83 when they made their demands to Pharaoh. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Pharaoh will demand, show me a miracle. When he does this, say to Aaron, take your staff and throw it down in front of Pharaoh, and it will become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did what the Lord had commanded them. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh called in his own wise men and sorcerers, and these Egyptian magicians did the same thing with their magic. They threw down their staffs, which also became serpents. But then Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Pharaoh's heart, however, remained hard. He still refused to listen, just as the Lord had predicted. Verse 14. Oh, okay. So, I love the fact that, yeah, uh, you know, the enemy, um, he has some uh, tricks of his own, right? He has some plans. and I, I mean, there's a kingdom. There's a, a kingdom of evil, right? I mean, we know about that. The Bible talks about that, and we'll get into that more. But, but, the, but the power or the ability that the enemy walks in it is no match, no comparison for the power of God. So although he was able to combat, um, you know, with a, uh, with a, 
right hand, you could say, or with the uppercut, it still, it still was swallowed up by the power of God, right? So uh, sometimes we'll get hit. Uh, you know, we'll get hit. We ain't, didn't see it coming, or it was pretty strong. But the comeback. Come on now, the, the power of God is going to swallow that thing up. It's gonna, so uh, we just need to put a pin in that and just think on that for a moment. So let's get back. Verse 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is stubborn, and he still refuses to let the people go. So go to Pharaoh in the morning as he goes down to the river. Stand on the bank of the Nile and meet him there. Be sure to take along the staff that turned into a snake. Then announce to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to tell you, Let my people go so they can worship me in the wilderness. Until now you have refused to listen to him. So this is what the Lord says. I will show you that I am the Lord. Look, I will strike the water of the Nile with this staff in my hand and the river will turn to blood. The fish in it will die and the river will stink. The Egyptians will not be able to drink any water from the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, take your staff and raise your hand over the waters of Egypt and its rivers, canals, ponds, and all the reservoirs. Turn all the water to blood everywhere in Egypt. The water will turn to blood. Even the water stored in wooden bowls and stone pots. So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord commanded them. As Pharaoh and all of his officials watched, Aaron raised his staff and struck the, the water of the Nile. Suddenly the whole river turned to blood. The fish in the river died and the water became so foul that the Egyptians couldn't drink it. There was blood everywhere throughout the land of Egypt. But again, the magicians of Egypt used their magic and they too turned water into blood. So Pharaoh's heart remained hard. He refused to listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had predicted. Pharaoh returned to his palace and put the whole thing out of his mind. Wow. Then all the Egyptians dug along the riverbank to find drinking water, for they couldn't drink the water from the Nile. Seven days passed from the time the Lord struck the Nile. And that is the end of Exodus chapter 7. Wow. So, we have the really the first uh, strike from God, the first play, you can say, the first uh, sign um, of God against this hard-necked, stubborn uh, enemy of God, an antichrist of God, uh, an enemy, right? So, uh, someone who is not a believer and who is being spurred on by Satan. And it's really interesting, if you look up the different plagues or the different signs uh, that God is going to, or the different judgments, I'm sorry, that's the word we're looking for, judgments that God is going to bring on the Egyptians, he's, he's, he's striking down or making a mockery of, of every one of their gods as he's doing this. Uh, the God of the Nile is their main God uh, in Egypt. And he is showing that this uh, guy with the little G had no power, no control to stop him. So 
we're uh, going to be reading this and gleaning a lot from God's word as to as to what he's telling us, not just in the natural, what we're seeing, uh, but also in the spiritual. Uh, you know, we don't have to fear the enemy. There is nothing that Satan, who is a created being, who is a fallen angel, uh, can do to us. Amen? If we are walking in Jesus, if we are seated in Christ, and we are allowing him to be in us and move through us, and we are in tune with Holy Spirit, uh, we're more than conquerors, as the word says. We are more than conquerors. And we're going to get all this out of the book of Exodus and a whole lot more. So I just thank you so much for joining me. And you just think about this word. Uh, just chew it over. Uh, you know, think about how God uses ordinary people, us, ordinary people, in extraordinary ways. Oh, we're in cool down. Whew, got three minutes. Ordinary people in extraordinary ways, right, to show his glory. I remember I was thinking just a little bit ago as I was um, preparing for my day, I was thinking about the scripture that um, I'm going to do great exploits for my God. You know, I can't think of where it is right now, and I can't think exactly, and that happens sometimes when, you know, you know, I just, I can't pinpoint it at the moment, but man, it just blessed my heart that we are his children, we are the Lord's, and we will do great exploits for our God. So when I come back, I'm going to have that verse, or I'm going to uh, put it up on, on the website and just talk about that a little bit, or maybe on uh, Walk It Out on the Now Network. If you guys uh, will catch that on the Now Network, uh, Walk It Out with Liam McCray. It comes on Tuesdays at 10 o'clock. I'd love to see you there. But God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And you know, God's word is, is the best food we can eat. Man, it is wonderful nourishment for our starving souls. Amen. So have a great day today.